The hero's journey can be found in mythology, popular culture, and religion. It involves taking on the call for adventure, going out there and slaying the dragon, and returning home with the pot of gold. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. So mostly, and more importantly, this book is about you. You have the same story as Star Wars, The Wizard of Oz, and The Matrix. So what is your call to adventure, and what is your dragon? Go out there, challenge it, slay the dragon, claim the treasure, and then get back and do it all over again. Welcome back to What You'll Learn. My name is Adam Ashton. My name is Adam Jones. Today we are reviewing The Hero with a Thousand Faces by Joseph C. Campbell. There's no tagline. I was waiting for the subtitle. <laughs> There's no subtitle, mate. Just The Hero with a Thousand Faces. That's it. So Joseph Campbell, academic uh, psychologist, I believe, and basically what people talk about is the hero's journey. And we've heard a lot of people talk about it, pretending they know what they're talking about. And this is a real book behind the hero's journey called The Hero with a Thousand Faces, saying that every hero is pretty much the same, just a different face, but mm. the same story. It comes across in a lot of books and it's one of those ones you think, it just seems like they probably haven't read it, but everyone, everyone's quoted the book because it is a hard read. It's from the 1950s, but it's packed with a lot of, and a lot of wisdom. And he's saying the hero's journey, it's something that appears across cultures, so it's archetypal everywhere, meaning, you know, might pop up somewhere in Oriental China, but then sometimes, you know, in popular culture today in Star Wars or in Egypt, 2000, it's just everywhere, this, this, this story, right? And it's, comes in three parts and it starts off with departure. So you have some kind of call to action to go out on some kind of quest and safest to slay the dragon. Then number two is initiation. So you face the dragon, um, put a sword through its neck, get the pot of gold. And then number three is return. So then you got the gold, you come back and then you give it to the whole community. Yeah. And it's probably worth doing a quick Google image search of the hero's journey for the image of this, but we'll try and explain it just to give you a visual representation. So it's like a circle. You start at the top of the circle and there's a line horizontally through the middle of the circle. So you start at the top, you got your call to uh, your call to adventure and you start to move down and to the right of the circle. And that line there, above the line is the known world where you currently are. Below the line is the unknown world, which is where all the adventure is and all the, the gold and the dragons. So you cross the threshold from the known to the unknown, you go down. That's where you've got your phase two, the initiation and the trials. And then you hit your bottom point, you learn, you get the gold, you kill the dragon, and you circle your way back and you've got to cross the threshold back to the normal world again, which is part three, the return. So Joseph, he's a mythologist, but it's not really necessarily have to be about mythology. It's about you in your own life and your reader. So, you know... I think that's more important, yeah. It is. So he's done, he's done the hard yards of 50 years of looking at like he's got some weird stories about like the ethiopian cooking pot and the afghani ant ant goddess and things like that (laughs) but so he's done the hard yards of reading all of these thousands of years of stories and tried to pull this theme together that we can apply to our own lives so you know we had the example of the dragon earlier it doesn't necessarily have to be a dragon so to speak but that's what it is psychologically so everyone's got their own dragon and it's about you. So having the call to adventure, go out and do something that's hard or uncomfortable. So if you might be going up to a boy or a girl at a bar and speaking to them, that might be your dragon or it might be going to, I don't know, soccer practice or something. anything that's difficult. <laughs> and the dragons can vary in size. But it's about going out there, slaying the dragon, getting the thing that you were after in the first place, growing a little bit 
and then coming back and returning to your original life. And then doing it all again. And then doing it all again. Keep circling around. So you could ask yourself, what is your challenge? What is your call to adventure? And then it's up to you to accept the challenge, conquer the fear, claim the treasure and do it all over again. So so that's what it's all about, isn't it? And he says that there's in every culture, there's these myths. And then in, in every individual, there's these dreams. So as you said, that each culture, they've got their own stories, their myths, which is like the the overarching hero. And then we've all got our own personal dreams, our own personal destinies that we want to achieve. So he says that the dream is the personalized myth or the myth is a depersonalized dream. So within every dream, it's pretty much like the overarching myth of the whole culture but with our own personal quirks in there. He says, myth is the secret opening through which the inexhaustible energies of the cosmos pour into the human cultural manifestation. So through myth and dream, like all these energies from the cosmos pour in to become our inspiration. Yeah. Some deep stuff. I like this bit how he says that there's a, a problem with contemporary society is that we want to stay young. We want to stay childlike. You know, Peter Pan, who always stays like a child. We want to, he says, we want to cleave to our mothers rather than heeding the call to become an adult. We worship these people on the screen. We worship these mythological heroes rather than pursuing our own journeys and becoming our own heroes. Yeah, that's a good one. That, uh, that one about Peter Pan, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, all these stories that are in popular culture um, have endless wisdom. So on the surface, it's just a fun-looking movie. Like a kid's, yeah. But it's what he's saying here is like this is the um, you know, inexhaustible energies of the cosmos pouring these stories into stories and ends up being manifesting as a Peter Pan or a movie called Star Wars or Lord of the Rings. But in reality, it's these this, this kind of a cross-cultural archetypal energy shit. I don't know where I'm going with that, mate. <laughs> just a single story. <laughs> you know mate. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he says that in every story, there's... There's like 17 parts. So there's the main three sections that we talked about, the departure, the initiation, the return. And within each of those, there's five or six within each. So there's 17 parts all up. Not necessarily every story or every myth has every single step of the 17, but they've all got those three elements of them. Whether the hero is from one country or another, whether they're rich or poor, whether they're divine or mortal, the journey is always the same in terms of these three parts. So... He kicks it off with part one. So at the very start, the first step is always the call to adventure. So that's when obviously we realize that there's something out there for us and we've got this call to get out there and tackle it, you know, with our, our metaphorical dragon that we need to go out there and slay. Mm. So sometimes we stumble into our journey. There's a blunder. There's something that happens by merest chance and it reveals an unexpected world and the individual is drawn into a relationship that forces that are not rightly understood. So, you know, something happens in your life or in the, the hero's life that kind of shifts his spiritual center of gravity into a part where they want to move into the unknown. Like the comfortable world or the the known world just doesn't really cut it anymore. So something shifted in, in this new direction. It might be scary and there might be a lot of uncertainty there, but there's something pushing him in that direction. Yeah, there's that call for something more, something more in life that you don't want to be the little wimp on the sidelines anymore. It's time to get in the arena and either slay the metaphorical dragon or capture the metaphorical pot of gold and just become better, win this, you know, this, this challenge, this adventure, this journey, and become a hero. So the next thing that happens in a lot of stories is the, the refusal of a call. So that's number two in this, this first part of the process. And it's when, obviously, you've got this call, you realize there's something more, there's something I want to achieve, there's something I want to get, 
but then you think, actually, maybe it's not for me. I'm going to turn this away and just go back to my normal everyday it's hard. life. Yeah, like it's too scary, man. And um, I'll, we'll keep trying to bring it back to the real world. Like, say if you're uh, in a business working as an employee, and then someone tries to promote you three levels too high, and you know it's going to put you in a really uncomfortable situation. It's kind of the call to adventure to step up. And he says here, if you do not step up and if you do refuse the call, this is what happens. He says, his flowering world becomes a wasteland of dry stones and his life feels meaningless. Whatever direction he goes, it will be a house of death and all he can do is create new problems and await the gradual approach of his disintegration. Mate, that's powerful So shit. in English, what's that mean, mate? <laughs> mate, in English, if you turn your back on this call to adventure, if you refuse the call... Your whole life's fucked. Yeah, you says <laughs> your world becomes a, a, a dry wasteland, you know, and you're just waiting for your eventual disintegration. So mm. don't refuse the call. Yeah, <laughs> Accept that call. So, you know, it's kind of like Star Wars where Luke Skywalker at the start, he refuses the quest at the very start to go on the adventure until he learns that his aunt and uncle are found dead. So there's other forces that can kind of compel you to take on this journey. So that's the refusal of the call. If you refuse the call... The circle we're talking about, you're pretty much shot off the circle. You're no longer part of this journey. So you don't want to refuse the call. But for those who do not refuse the call, for those that accept this call to adventure, the first thing that happens is this. He calls it a supernatural aid comes along. So this something comes along and just gives you a little helping hand at the very start of your journey to, to help you on your way. So back to this example of the person who might have got promoted three levels high and it's into the completely unknown territories. A supernatural aid in how it manifests in real life might be, you know, something like a, a mentor popping out of nowhere to help her, uh, help her grow into this new role. So there's someone from somewhere comes in and gives you gifts. Where this manifests in popular culture kind of movies, it's the gifts of uh, Gadriel. So look, if you look at Lord of the Rings at the very start of the hero's journey, there, Frodo gets approached by this angel. And she gives all these gifts to the fellowship and they've got all these really cool amulets and all this kind of stuff to um, magical forces to go out and uh, get the get back to Mordor and fuck shit up. I'll take your word for it there, mate. Yeah, that's exactly haven't, what happens. Haven't seen it. Yeah, it's a good movie. No interest. Oh, there you go. <laughs> mate, so after that, so after we've got our little gifts, we've, we've set off on our journey. The next step is crossing the threshold. So that we said before, the, the circle, we're at the top, we're heading down the circle and the line, the horizontal line across the middle. We're going from the known world to the unknown world. So it's a big threshold that we have to cross um, to jump from the safety of the known to the complete unknown. So from beyond the house of the parent is danger, beyond the village of the tribe is danger, beyond the end, edge of the ship is danger. So when you go from this really comfortable and known world and you're stepping out into the unknown, there's danger everywhere. You're in uncertain lands and, and it's, it's, it might be bloody tough. It's like if you have this known, comfortable, safe world of you working in a job and you want to start a small online business side hustle on the weekend. You know, you know exactly what's in for you in the known, comfort, safe of the job. But when you're stepping into that unknown, it's it's a scary place, mate. There's danger everywhere. Something's called you there, but you're doing it. I really like you says self-renunciation is the key to power. So in other words, sacrificing your own interests is the key um, to cross this. So, you know, you're sacrificing your weekends here. So back to your example, the side hustle, um, you're doing a self-sacrifice of what maybe your social life in in the vision of something else that you're trying for uh, for the future. Future. So the next bit is the the belly of the whale. So this is the last phase of the first part, and this is where uh, basically if you get 
if you make a few wrong moves, you end up in the belly of the whale, like quite literally like uh, Geppetto from Pinocchio literally gets mm. sucked up by a whale. <laughs> well, that's literal, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, with all these stories, it's not all positive where everyone gets first places and things, some bad things that happen in the world. It's real. So, you started your journey and you get, you, it's not going too well and you get, um, you know, so if someone's tried their side hustle, it doesn't work and they end up bankrupt or something. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it can happen. So the hero, instead of consolidating the power of the threshold, is swallowed into the unknown and appears to have died. But from here, mm. there can still be the positive world. So the principal deed here is to make fire with his fire sticks in the interior of the monster, thus bringing about the whale's death and his own release. So you've been fucked up here. You've had a big failure. And then it's up to you to kind of use this to, you know, destroy the whale and then be reborn again as a new person. Man, it reminds me of a scene in uh, in Batman where he gets he's, thro- he's thrown to the bottom of that the pit. Yeah, he gets destroyed by Bane at the start. He faces Bane at toward the start of the movie, and he's not up to it. And then I forget how, but he ends up yeah going in that pit. You think so? That's where he's. That's the belly of the whale. That's the bottom of the bottom. He's thrown in this deep pit. And seemingly no way out. So effectively, Batman is dead at this point. But then he finds a way. He a, f- a few things happens. He speaks to some old dude, and then he releases his fear, and and um, he kind of just jumps out. So he does jump out of the belly of the whale, and when he's out, he's reborn again. He's grown to be even bigger, and then he goes out to um, get back down on big Baney boy. Exactly, mate. That's probably jumping forward a little bit, but the belly of the whale itself is at the bottom of the pit, which leads us nicely into part two, the initiation. Yes, so part two, initiation. And as we said at the start, not all these elements about to follow on after the initiation have to be part of the same story. But the first thing in the initiation could be the road of trials. And obviously, this is when we're, we're getting tested. So we're in the unknown. We're in this part where we are fighting. We're on the adventure. We're on the journey. And we're getting tested along the, on the way. We've got these trials that we have to uh, be, we're faced with and we have to overcome. Yeah, that's right. So, but at the same time, we get an occasional glimpse of where we're going. So, there's a little bit of hope there still, but we're getting we're getting tested. So, if you've you know you, you've left the comfort of your own job to start your own business, there's gonna be some tough things that happen at the start that you get tested by. Definitely, man. It's like uh, Super Mario, mate. When you got a Super Mario 64, you got to get all 120 stars. But along the way, you got to beat Bowser a couple of times, so you can mm. see the eventual goal at the end. But Along the way, uh, you've got to fight him a couple of times, but you think, oh, yeah, I can beat Bowser here. You get a little glimpse of where you're going. Yes. Yeah. And number <laughs> bloody Bowser. Number two is the meeting with the goddess. So this chick is the... the um, and, you know, when it comes to archetypal stories, it, it isn't gender neutral. The female and the male represent different things. But she says she's the bliss-bestowing goal of every hero's unearthly and unearthly quest. Whatever the world has lured, whatever has seemed to promise joy is this. So this this figure is comes to the to the hero and the hero meets this this goal, so to speak. Mate, the goddess is a good good thing. I think the women in these stories are definitely what you want. Yes. So it says that like so this goddess, she lures you, she guides you, and then she bids you to join her on this adventure. So if you can match her, then you're released uh, from your limitations and that's where this goddess comes along to show you the way. It sounds like it's the verb of like kind of stepping up. So you've been you're called in, and then you got to kind of match what the you've been stepped up to to be, and you step up with it, and then you um you're doing very well in the journey at this stage. Number three was women as the temptress. So also, even though there are women as goddesses, there are also women as as temptresses. 
as well. So there's this sometimes a darker side where as you're realizing that you've been released from your limitations, you're realizing that you have got power and you have got strength and you've overcome some of these trials, you might be tempted to do the wrong thing. Like Anakin, Anakin might be tempted to go to the dark side. Mm. So yeah, you've, you're in the unknown and then you can start do, yeah, doing the, the, the bad side of this unknown. So you're tempted by the good and the bad and then you might go down the dark side mm. and become a dick. This is the point where you realize that you have got power and you can overcome whatever it is you sought to overcome. But you also realize that with this power, you could use it for evil, not just good. And then the fourth thing, which I really like this one, is atonement with the father. And atonement really means um, men's or fixing odds to get the dic- dictionary for that yeah. one, to be honest. <laughs> so you're, you're kind of fixing the relationship with the father. Yeah. And so he says, this is like, once you've done this, this is where you're really becoming an adult. So you were a child, but you've now outgrown the mother's breast and you've turned towards the world of the adult. Yeah, so with this, the child uh, must let go of all the childhood attachments to take up the challenge of the hero's journey, right? So I really like the example of the Lion King here. So, you know, if you remember Simba at the very start, he he goes into the land with Timon and Pumbaa, so he's still an adolescent. There's no worries, Hakuna Matata. They're having fun. They're fucking just playing around like every kids. day, playing yeah. like kids. And then, you know, at the same time, his all his family are getting destroyed by um, Scar and and all that. So one one day, uh, Simba is sitting there, and he get, he meets with his father, and then the father calls him to go go come on, mate, go on the, go on the fucking journey that you're meant to be on. Yeah, that's it. So as you say, he sees uh, the actual the video or the the on the on the movie. It's the he's looking in the lake. He sees himself. And then he realizes that there is a part of his father who he thought was dead within him and realizes that he's got the strength and he has to become an adult and go on this journey. Forgotten who you are and so forgotten me. Look inside yourself, Simba. You are more than what you have become. Okay, so Simba, yeah, he met the father, went back on the journey, and when he went to destroy Scar like he was meant to do. So he let go of his childhood attachments and then went after, um, went on the hero's journey as tough as it might have been. That's it, mate. He turned with the father. So the next step is apotheosis. Another dictionary one, was it, mate? Yeah, another dictionary one. The highest point of the development of something. So this is the science of where the human hero has gone beyond the last terrors of ignorance. Mate, this is where the hero becomes more than just a, a man or a woman. They've become the hero. Yeah, they're, they're absolute superstars now. So if you think of like the Matrix, it's where Neo, he has that stage where all of a sudden he becomes Neo, he becomes the one and he starts dodging bullets. So on the journey, you've you've met all the challenges You've gone on the journey and then now you've just become, you've grown into something completely new and you're able to, to take on and on more and bigger challenges and slay better dragons at this stage. So as a bit of a summary to, the, to this part, um, he says that, you know, we've been taken from the mother, we've been chewed into fragments, we've then assimilated into the world where we've been annihilated um, by the, some kind of ogre, he says. We've been feasted on. And we've basically been turned to rabble, but then, like the the phoenix from the ashes, we're reborn as something more. This is the point where we've we're no longer just a man or just a woman. We're becoming the hero. Mm, that's a good one, isn't it? 
This is a, man, this is a good point to get to. It's yes. worth it. Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to stop the journey <laughs> when before you, this point. This you don't want to stop after you've been annihilated and chewed into fragments. Oh yeah, yeah this is the whole point. You, you're a phoenix now. You're an absolute. You're Neo, <laughs> and now you've just, you've slayed the dragon. Number six, and you've grown. So number six is the ultimate boon. So this is where you the boon, the rewards. You're collecting the rewards. You've you've slayed the dragon. Now you just got to go walk over to him and pick up that pot of gold that he was sitting on the whole time. Yeah, so if you think you say Neo at the start, he's like a little wimpy software developer in the real world. He takes the, I forget whether the blue or the red pill. Is, he takes is the, the red pill. The red yeah. pill, which is the call to adventure. It's really hard to start. He pulls the things off his body. Oh, he, he can't believe the world he's in. And then he um, has the faces of challenges in, in that journey. Then at the end, he grows into this new person, takes on the agents, and and at the very start, he can fly. So from if you look at from the start of his journey where he's a little wimpy developer to at the end where he can actually fly, um, that's that's Neo's journey and it's a, it's a good journey in the end, Mate, retrospectively. It's, it's interesting that he says that the boon bestowed on the worshipper is always scaled to his stature and the nature of his dominant desire. So if you're just, you know, if you've gone out in a small sense, you're going to get a small reward. You've got to slay a big, big, big dragon in order to get a really big reward. I think that ties into a little bit of the book we reviewed in season one, which was The Magic of Thinking Big. So he says, the bigger th- the thoughts you have, the bigger the rewards will be. So if you're someone who just thinks small in this world, you're going to have these small goals and actually get small rewards. But if you're a big thinker and you're going after big stuff, you're going to have bigger goals, which For sure. and then at the same time, you have bigger, bigger rewards as well. Bigger dragons, bigger rewards. Yeah. So part three is the return. So we haven't, we haven't quite crossed the threshold, this line back up. We're heading back up the circle, but we haven't quite crossed back to the normal world yet because he says generally the first stage of the return is actually the refusal of the return. So you're this hero. You've done the job. You've slayed the dragon. You've got the boon, but you don't want to go back to this normal world. You're more than that now. Mm, so this is the call to come back and then give you the gift. So you've got these pot of gold from the dragon. You've got all these new gifts you've done from your new venture and now you get to come back to everyone else and kind of share the gifts that you've you've learned to the rest of the community. And if we're being honest, you're probably pretty you're pretty pooped. You're pretty tired you're from this big journey, and you think oh, I've changed too much. I don't fit in with this world anymore. So that's why you refuse the return initially. Yes. So again, uh, there's some other magical forces, and we'll kind of blend all these different ones into one for the whole return. But at the end, if there was a magical force at the start who helped the hero he'll also support him to go back onto the way home as well, back into the old world. But also, even if you keep refusing to go back, at some point, there's some, you know, he calls it the rescue from without. Some other force comes in and forces you back in. Mm. You can't... uh, you can't just stay in this unknown dream world forever. You've got to get back to the real world sooner or later. He says the realm of the gods is a forgotten dimension of the world we know. So there's this whole realm of existence that people, the average people don't really know and it's up for you. So you've gone out into this other world, learn all this new really cool shit in the land of the gods, the way Campbell phrases it. Now you've got to come back and then teach them all this new really cool shit that you've learned in this new land and uncharted territories and give that to all your pals back at back at home. Mate, that's why it's important to cross that return threshold and come back to the, the real world because you are the hero now and you've got to come back and share the the gold with everyone else. You can't just keep it for yourself because then you're not a hero. So if you pass all these stages of the return, toward the end, you're at that point where you've given everything, but now you're retelling the tales 
And then the hero can actually live in both worlds. So now you're able to live in the other world where you grew in the unknown territory, but then you can um, also pluralistically live in the other world as well. So you got these, you're the master of both areas. That's it. And as we said, that once you've gone down to the unknown, you've slayed the dragon, you got the gold, you come back to the real world, you've got to keep doing it again. And he says that not everyone has a destiny, it's only those who, who go on this journey. Oh, that's huge, I think, man. You've got to go on that journey, man. Otherwise, you're just, uh, you're just stuck in the, in the boring safety. Yeah, exactly. So, if, so not everyone has a destiny. It's, it's, like people say, what is my destiny? It's, well, your destiny is something if you choose to go on the call to adventure or whatever. You're someone who just stays at home going, what is my destiny? What is my destiny? You're never going to have a destiny. So you've got to go out there, choose a dragon to slay, and then yourself just go on this journey yourself of into the unknown slay the dragon that's your pot of gold and then oh shit retrospectively that was your destiny the whole time yes for sure man and he says the final the final phase is the freedom to live so the hero comes back he tells the tales tries to get everyone else to go on a journey but the the hero's got the ideal life you want to be the hero so that's it man the uh the hero with 1000 faces by big joseph campbell what do you think man didn't like it man i wouldn't recommend people read it I think I made the book was uh, 400 pages and there's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, very detailed stuff. I'd say the 1% of people who are really interested in it will get a kick out of it. The other 99%, uh, the idea is good. The actual book itself is a, is a battle to get through. So I don't think I'd recommend it for the average reader. For the average reader, I'd agree with you in terms of the book. But in terms of the gold, what's, what's in there, it is absolutely top-notch stuff. I'd um, also disagree with that, but it's all right. Yeah. It's absolutely well. You just said it's good stuff. I think it's in there. The idea was interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting, but I don't know how applicable it is to uh, to everyday life. I think it is important to realize that we all have this journey that we need to go on. I agree with that for sure. But I think that if I was saying should should you read the book or not, I'd say probably not. Mm. Well, I think history would disagree with you as well because mythology (laughs) has come across say as Jesus's story, it's a Buddha's story. Yeah, and it's kind of this nucleus. It's all the same, and it's and what it's saying is it's applying all this myth, like Jesus, like Buddha, even to Star Wars and popular culture. It's pretty much you trying to describe what the meaning of life is, which is don't be someone who just stays at home and be comfortable. Mm. It's all about taking this call to adventure, going out there, slaying a dragon, and then getting the pot of gold and going back. So it's kind of a, for some people, would be a handbook for life, but that's. In a nutshell, what it is, yeah. it's a battle to get there for 260 pages. I agree with that, but that that concept that I just laid out, I think that's as good as something as as wise a story or you could possibly get given, I think, in life. And that's what history has told us. And that's why the story of Jesus and the story of Buddha was so popular because there's so much wisdom in what they're doing that it is very applicable to what you are in real life. It's just the... I agree with you. The delivery, it's very academic. So if you're someone who wants to study this stuff, it's probably the book for you. There's probably easier ways of accessing yeah. this information That's than going with. through the 300-page book. But the actual gold, I think, is as good as it gets. 